Welcome back to the Seen and Not Heard podcast, the podcast that is your weekly dirty little secret, which is fine by me as long as you keep it. I'm Melrose, your host, and this is season two, episode two. And as I hinted at in the last episode, I think it's time to address the giant purple elephant in the room. Those who follow my social media really closely know what elephant I'm referring to, and that is Fancentro. Fancentro is an online platform that allows people like me to sell access to my social media. In the past, I've kind of mentioned that part of my business model includes selling a premium Snapchat. Well, Fancentro is the website that I use to do that. This is important because at the end of May, I took a new role with the company and it's seriously changed my life. Now, I'm not only referring to me selling my premium Snapchat there, but Fancentro has brought me on board as a brand ambassador for all of their B2B marketing. This is really amazing because it means that my role for the company is to help other models grow and succeed the way I have using their platform. And after only working about 60 days with the company, I can honestly tell you that it has been a whirlwind of insane travel adventures, attending events I had only dreamt about, and meeting some of the world's most talented, intelligent business people. I wasn't sure what my role with this company would be or what it would look like when I agreed to it, but I am so, so glad that I did. When they brought me on board, my first task was to hop on a plane and fly directly to Miami for their House of Fancentro event. It's basically like an event that they hold so influencers on their website can all meet and network and collab, as well as shoot content with some of the best photographers in the game. Basically like 90% of my Instagram photos are from attending that event. When I got to the house in Miami, I felt immediately welcomed. It's always scary walking into things like that where you literally don't know anyone. But as soon as I walked through the door, what would be my new boss greeted me with a warm smile and showed me straight to the Red Bull, (laughs) which was exactly what I needed since I had had no sleep from the flight. She started going over my roles and helping me get logged into social media, explaining the tasks for the day, etc. The moment she opened her calendar and I saw how her organized chaos looked a lot like my organized chaos, I knew we were going to get along great. We spoke for a while until I had the understanding of who does what and who I should ask for help with things, and then I was off. It was time to mingle with the models at the event, which of all the things I had to do was honestly what made me the most nervous. A lot of the models I wasn't that familiar with. A lot of the models I wasn't that familiar with. Some of these ladies had huge careers in mainstream porn or selling premium Snapchat or even webcam. And to be completely honest, after I, myself, had had such bad social experiences when I first got into the adult industry, I had really made a strong, conscious effort to avoid it. I didn't really have friends within the industry, and I refused to attend conventions or events. I didn't follow industry conversations on Twitter or industry news. I had drawn a hard line between my work and my life. And I honestly didn't spend any time focused on the adult industry unless I was literally doing my job and logging off. I realized that that had to change now because my new role meant that I had to be in the trenches. I had to be aware of what was going on, what the models were dealing with, and make sure that they trusted me 
to help and guide them. I sat at a dining room table sipping my Red Bull and then in walked Carmen Karma, a very well-known mainstream adult actress. And she stopped and looked at me and said, wow, you are really beautiful and smiled. She sat down at the table and we ate and we talked for a second and all those fears about the other girls being open to my presence here seemed to evaporate. Other girls came and went and I tried desperately to learn names and match them to faces. And over the next few days, I shot hundreds of photos for my own social media and my own brand and made tons of new friends and captured content for FinCentra. When I finally returned home from Miami, I was kind of in a daze. Everything had happened so quickly. And now that I finally had a moment to reflect, I couldn't get over the culture that this company had created at its event. The House of FinCentro event was a thousand percent drama free, which never happens at events. All of the models got along. They were all really willing to help each other whenever somebody asked, and there was no cattiness. Only this overwhelming sense of support for one another. It was the first time that I had worked with a group of women and felt no need to compete. Everyone wanted everyone to succeed, and it was fucking awesome. I unpacked, did laundry, and got settled back into my slow-paced country lifestyle. However, I wasn't settled for very long, because within a few days of returning from Miami, I was informed that Fancentro needed me at their Gumball 3000 event in Greece in three days, and I didn't have a valid passport. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing. I've been into cars as long as I can remember, and my husband and I constantly watch tons of Gumball 3000 videos on YouTube. For those not familiar with Gumball, it's a supercar road rally stretching 3,000 miles, all for charity. Each person enters their car in the rally, costing them somewhere around 80,000 US dollars, and the money all goes to charity. Fancentro had entered two cars in the rally, a Ferrari and a Lamborghini Urus. And they were official sponsors of the event, which meant that every Lambo, Ferrari, insert, whatever supercar you like, was all covered with Fancentro stickers throughout the entire rally. It was obviously a strong marketing move on Fancentro's part, but the fact that they gave such huge amounts of money to charity really meant a lot to me. They found a way to do something financially strategic for their company while positively impacting the world. I always wanted to use that same strategy when it came to growing my own companies, so it mattered to me. It made me feel good to be a part of everything. So within three days of landing from Miami to Tennessee, I paid 600 bucks to rush my passport renewal and I was boarding an international flight to Greece. When I got to Greece, it was not what I expected. Most of the team was still in Mykonos, where the starting line was, but since I came later due to my passport needing to be renewed, I was in Athens alone. So I showered, napped, and then wandered out to explore. I made it a point to see things that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime, like the Acropolis and the Parthenon. It's a really unforgettable feeling to stare up at something so much bigger than yourself, built hundreds of years ago. It makes you feel small and insignificant, but like in a good way. 
in a way that makes whatever problems you might be experiencing seem laughable, like finding your way around in a foreign country when you don't know the language, for instance. Thank God for Google Maps. <laughs> After lunch, the two media guys arrived. We got together and they walked me through what Mykonos was like. They explained that they were there to film the rally and drive alongside the fan central cars gathering footage. They gave me a bag of swag that my boss had sent along with them and we all went to dinner and then went our separate ways. The next morning, I had to take a taxi to the ferry where all the cars were unloading from Mykonos. It was so crazy to see a ferry, probably lacking the actual amount of insurance needed, to be unloading millions of millions of dollars worth of cars. I hopped into the Lamborghini Urus once it was offloaded and we started the 30 mile drive into Athens for the starting grid. I was in the car with Stan and Richard, the founders of Fancentro, and we made light conversation. I asked Stan how Fancentro came to be. He gave me a brief rundown on how it happened and how he met Richard. Shortly after that, Richard asked if I was comfortable driving fast, to which I replied yes, and then swallowed my heart as I was quickly pinned against the seat of the Lamborghini. We sped through town, following the other supercars, and Stan gave me a social phone. It's basically like an iPhone loaded up with the social media apps all logged into for Fancentro's B2B accounts. This way, for the rest of Gumball, I could live stream or update Instagram stories and post on the company's behalf. When we arrived to the starting line, I ran around giving out hats and shirts and swag and raffle tickets to win the Lamborghini Urus. Fancentro is holding this huge raffle right now for models and members and affiliates, and we all have the chance to win the Lamborghini Urus that they had in the Gumball 3000 rally, which I was actually racking up a ton of tickets for. However, I'm pretty sure now that I'm working with the company professionally, I'm probably not eligible, but I never win anything anyway, so it's all good. All the cars were announced one by one, photos were taken, and then the starting flag was waved. After a few hours, all the rally cars were off and driving to their next location, Barcelona. And later that night, I would be too. When I arrived at the airport to fly out, I shuffled through security, bought a battery pack and a new iPhone charger since I left mine in Lamborghini, and found an outlet to sit next to. I got to work editing photos, organizing the content I had taken on their behalf, and before I knew it, I looked up and my boss was standing there. She waved me over and I was formally introduced to a bunch of other models Vancentro brought out for the gumball event. Some of these girls had huge mainstream adult careers. I'm talking about Layla Starr, Mia Malkova, Gia Lissa, and Natalia Starr. Others were like me, with a history in webcam or selling Snapchat. I was super intimidated at first. Everyone was so freaking beautiful. But they started asking me about myself and they genuinely seemed interested. We boarded the plane and we were off to Barcelona. We arrived there really late and took a taxi to our rental. It was this gorgeous architectural Spanish building. We had photo shoots early that morning, so we decided on bedrooms and got to sleep. Over the course of the next few days, we had multiple shoots. Some were for Fancentro and some were organized by Fancentro with top photographers to provide us with our own content for our own brands and our own social media. One by one, I started to form friendships with all of the girls in the house. Everyone was so unique and special in their own way and they all brought something cool to the table. 
I felt like I learned a lot about the girls, but also about the industry. I got to hear some of their stories and their backgrounds and even work with a few of them. When night fell, we had Fencentro and Gumbel sponsored parties to attend. One night was a neon party, another was dinner and a show at the Gatsby. Everything we ate in Barcelona tasted amazing. Every place we went was beautiful and every person I met was kind. Barcelona will hold a special place in my heart for many reasons, some of which I'll explain more to you about later. But before I knew it, we were boarding for Ibiza, the last leg of the rally. And because I was a new addition to the company, my trip was booked much later than everyone else's and had a weird flight time. I ended up spending most of my day at the airport catching up on sleep and recovering from jet lag. By 9 p.m., I was on my one hour flight to Ibiza. When I got there, I hopped into a cab and drove to my villa. The wrong villa, I might add, but semantics. Eventually, I was brought to the correct villa and greeted by the entire Fencentro team and the models. It was a really long and stressful travel day, despite the flight being really short. And when I walked into the villa, everyone welcomed me and came up to give me hugs and say hi. Someone made me a plate of food and a really strong drink, which I needed. It was about 11 p.m. by this time, and after we left the main villa for our own to unpack and sleep, one of the photographers talked another model and myself into doing an underwater photo shoot in the pool until 3 a.m., which it sounded like a great idea at the time, but I'm pretty sure that swim session, combined with the intense lack of sleep, got me sick for the rest of the trip. I came down with a brutal cold and sore throat, but I worked through it as best as I could. Over the coming days, we shot photos, made content, and attended huge parties at the main villa. This villa was perched on top one of the highest points in Ibiza. It had an affinity pool hanging off of a cliff and panoramic views of the ocean and the island. There was a 24-hour chef, bartender, and DJ, and cleaning crew. It was like something out of a movie. The music was phenomenal. The gumball attendees were all super interesting people, and the food tasted like heaven. If you could picture a packed nightclub, but in a mountaintop mansion on an island, that's basically what Ibiza was like. I made so many cool memories. I also attended work meetings, spent a lot of time grinding on my two cell phones, and in front of a laptop. However tired or sick I was, I wouldn't have traded a single minute of it. Being a part of Gumball, even in the limited capacity that I was, is still a dream come true. And it's a dream that Fan Central made come true. Then, before I knew it, it was time to come back home. To return to Nashville and my husband and my fur babies. And I was missing them, like something awful. My husband picked me up from the airport with roses in hand and a kiss that I've been craving. We drove home from the airport and I slept for basically three days. <laughs> it took me a little bit to get over that cold, but once I was on my feet, it was back to business as usual. I had more than ever to accomplish and I still had only 24 hours a day to accomplish them. The new job with Fancentro was actually a lot more time consuming than I thought it was gonna be. 
creating and curating can sometimes be time consuming, but it's also scheduling posts and brainstorming themes and topics and coordinating content for future events. I had been very focused and active on growing my Snapchat business during this time and during Gumball. However, I hadn't webcammed in nearly a month and it was starting to look like I wasn't going to anytime soon because less than a few weeks after I got home from Gumball, I was notified that I would be flying to Los Angeles. So I started packing. There was this huge event happening mid-July for APAC and Pineapple Support, both of which are huge performer mental health advocates for the adult industry. Concentro partnered with them to sponsor a Spread the Love Party to raise money and awareness for mental health. Obviously, for those of you who listened to my first season, you guys know how important that topic is to me. The event was awesome. It was a red carpet rooftop party at the W in Hollywood. I took a ton of video for Fancentro. I did a hosting appearance on their Instagram and took tons of photos for future content. The best thing about being in LA was that I finally got to see one of my best friends from middle school who moved out there. He's actually spoken on the podcast. It was so nice to have someone I care about show up and support an event that has meant so much to me. And it's honestly the one time in my life that my real life had crossed over with my work life. I had been avoiding mixing those two things for so long that it was almost surreal to finally be there, experiencing it. My friend helped me get some awesome content with some of the biggest names of the party, and him and I were actually able to hang out a little bit while I was in LA after the event as well. It turned out, during my time in LA, Vera Bambi, the model from the first episode of the season, was coming to LA, so being there for Fancentro actually allowed me to do that interview with her as well. All the time I spent in LA was magical. It's this strange place where Everyone's beautiful and opportunities are endless, but I was ready to head back to Nashville. And every time I'm ready to do that, I'm kind of informed I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) So this time I was told I'd be going to Manhattan in New York and that there was a PR opportunity that I had to attend. So instead of going home, I flew to New York for the final leg of this tour. New York was honestly short and sweet. I got the work done that I came for, and I spent a lot of the time in my hotel on my laptop, just trying to catch up on things for Fancentro. The travel in the last 60 days had been pure insanity, but in all of the best possible ways. It's a nice change of pace to get out of the country quiet and into the hustle and bustle of big cities every now and then. And now, now I'm here, in the comforts of my home in Tennessee, recording my podcast, And I've had a lot of y'all asking if this new job means that I'm done with webcamming. It doesn't. This month of August is a period of adjustment for me. It's a time for me to sort out and plan how I'm gonna manage my time best going forward. I'm not planning on leaving webcam anytime soon. However, I do think that my consistency will be taking a hit. One place you can always find me and I'm actually online every night is my premium Snapchat because that's my priority right now. And as far as my role with Fancentro is concerned, I plan on going anywhere and everywhere that that takes me. 
because I have absolutely fallen in love with this company, the people running it, and everything that it stands for. I will bleed purple because if you saw and felt or experienced what I have over the last two months, you would too. I'm Melrose, and this has been season two, episode two of the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Huge thank you this week to Kyle. Kyle is one of my social media marketing friends and the person who introduced me to Stan at Fancentro. Without that introduction, who knows if any of this would have ever came to fruition. So Kyle, I don't know how I'll ever repay you, but I really hope someday I can. Thanks. Want to be an individual sponsor of the podcast? All you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Melrose and click support the podcast to donate whatever amount per month to help fund more episodes like today's. Next week on the Seen and Not Heard podcast. What does it mean to be anonymous? It means protecting your identity. And it means being able to go anywhere and do anything without fans or followers hassling you. Anonymity means living a normal life, even though your career is far from conventional. Can you be anonymous and still have a thriving career in porn? The answer is yes. And I'm sitting down with the infamous No Face Girl to find out how her and her partner did it and why they chose to stay anonymous throughout it all.